Welcome to We're Not Finished, a podcast presented by the studios of Key West. I'm Gwen Filosa. I'm a reporter at the Miami Herald. The studios is a leading art institution in South Florida. It's located downtown at 533 Eaton Street. For a list of events and more programming like this, go to tskw.org. Jerome Miller, thanks for joining me. All right, Gwen, good to be here. You are a Key West rock and roller. Is that how you think of your, do you, do you ever drive around going, I'm a rock and roller or what do you? You know, every, every once in a while, 104.9 The X will, will play one of my old songs. And that always feels pretty good when you're cruising around, you know, all of a sudden your voice comes over the speakers. No, I love uh, it. I love it. Now, you, I always think of you cause I'm very out of touch with, <laughs> I go to the parrot sometimes. Right. I, right. I think of you first. Uh, well, when I first, knew who you were billy the squid and the sea cow drifters yep kind of took the island by storm that was a fun band you know just a couple of us guys got together and we're like you know there's no there's no like rockabilly country going mm-hmm. on you know we want something with high energy that people are going to want to go see and you know we we played really hard for you know we i think we were together for about five years and man that was fun i'll never forget that and you yeah. guys did every i mean I, I i'm pretty sure i know i heard you do johnny cash yeah yep. but you yeah guys- i've been singing johnny i've been singing johnny cash since i was 12 years old you know that it was, was that was one of my first you know musical loves but you guys were super fun in you know i'm just gonna say it like since the swayze's kind of hit it was something very right. similar with just new yeah. original for Kiwa and and people just yeah. love the shows yeah you know and you gotta you gotta give a hand to jared eisman for really he he really put a lot of effort into you know kind of trying to change the music scene in key west a little bit not not change per se but just uh you know put a little put a little more oomph in it you know yeah and just, just um it was just so exciting. Now, Dogwater is what you're doing now. Tell us all about that. Yeah. Yeah. So Dogwater, it, it's funny. Right after COVID, so uh, Dogwater is myself and Sid Ordoin. Sid is from Thibodeau, Louisiana. But Sid and I actually played together in a couple bands out in Oregon, like over 10 years ago. And I hadn't seen or heard from Sid in years and it turns out he had he had moved back to New Orleans and was playing on Bourbon Street and then bought a boat. And when he bought the boat, he was sailing it back to New Orleans. But that's when COVID hit. Mm. And so he got stuck in Key West. And I, at that time, was with the Scallywags. And we were playing at Schooner Wharf. And he walked by and heard the harmonica and was like, man, that sounds like Jerome. And he looked in and went, my God, that is Jerome. <laughs> and so, is great. so I was like, you know, we really ought to start playing some music together again. And so he had, uh, he was with us with the Scallywags for a little while. And, you know, that band will be coming back around again. Jamie Sellers is moving back from Pennsylvania. In fact, I think he just rolled into town last night. And so, yeah, there is, there's, going to be some fun stuff coming up but dog water has just been a blessing it's been so much fun and 
That is it's, great. And it's a duo. It's yeah, two guys. It's a duo. Car. Yep. Yep. So I, I, I play the, you know, harmonica and vocals, and then I sit on a cajon and I play the drums with my feet. Excellent. And then, yeah, Sid, uh, Sid is just a phenomenal musician, whether it's bass or drums, guitar. So it's really good to have him with me again. Dogwater and and Dogwater more more um, straightforward rock or what do you? We're think? we're we're country Americana. Great, great. You know, we like we like playing the hits from the '60s, '70s. You know, and then we we throw in some goofy stuff as well that we just have fun playing. You know, we like to do some Paul Simon and you know mm-hmm. just yeah, we just have a really good time. When you're playing with Dogwater or any show, are are you playing for the crowd? Are you kind of doing, because um, musicians here just get those requests, or are you kind of, you have a set list and you're like, here's what we do. How do you we, do that? You know, we have a set list and, you know, when you're playing as many shows as we do a week, you know, standard during season, you know, we both have a couple different projects going on, but we're each playing eight to 10 to sometimes 11 shows a week. Wow. You know, and so you'll, it, it kind of depends on the crowd. Sometimes you get a really special crowd and you just vibe with them. And, you know, and it becomes less about the musician, less about the crowd and more just about the music and the, the good times. Cause that's what we're here for when it boils down to it. That is great. Now I know you're at Smoking Tuna locally mm-hmm. in the West, yep. right? A lot. Yeah, that's that's our main residency. We're we're usually there uh Friday through Monday, uh either one to four or five day. Uh that frees us up for our evenings, you know. That way when Sam Carlson's in town I can go and mm. you know, do my stuff with them and Martin O'Horse and you know, we uh we have we have a few different projects going on with you know, a lot of the guys from Billy the Squid and a lot of the guys from you know coconut patrol uh over the years so it's great we're we're still all very close family that is great because but you're also you're off to sturgis that is that that big bike yeah. rally that huge it, it is you know i'm i'm originally from north dakota mm-hmm. and i haven't been back to the dakotas in seven years and you know it just felt like time and so we're we're heading up yeah our first show's are actually in Mitchell, South Dakota at Thirsty's on the 29th and 30th of July. And then we're the 5th and 6th at the J-Bar in Rapid City, South Dakota, which is 20 miles from Sturgis, well, 30 miles from Sturgis, I, I think, right about there. And then uh, the rest of the time, we're actually going to be, a friend of mine is a proprietor of, you know, different places in South Dakota and he actually owns a bunch of the camps okay. in Sturgis that fill up and so we'll be playing uh a few of the different camps this is big and have you been to Sturgis before I I've only heard I, of it I I, I have I have head. not I have not been there to play though that's cool that's a new development I love I've been they had one in Laconia when I worked in New Hampshire and we would all go to bike week and right super fun so in my head i'm like a biker with a harley davidson but i don't that's not true at all <laughs> are i gotta ask though are it is there a difference between south and north dakota uh there is um yeah uh, especially you know any any two states like that there's going to be a bit of a rivalry 
you know. I was just gonna say like you go up somewhere <laughs> and you go, oh, you're like Korea is it? <laughs> you know, except it's it's North and South Dakota, so it can't be really much of a rivalry because everybody's just so nice. Because where you know, where is the Mount Rushmore one? That's South Dakota. That's right outside of Sturgis. Yep. I don't know that. I'm very uneducated. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you've seen that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I've been to I've been to Mount Mount Rushmore many times. That's yeah. Cool. Once you you know you have this big picture of it in your head if you go and see it as a child, and then if you go in as, as an adult, you're like, that's really not as big as I remember. That's weird. Is it overwhelming you know? so, as an adult? Is it overwhelming, or is it just kind of like, eh, it's big? You know. I think the more, if you actually in history of how that came about, the overwhelming part is the audacity that we had to put it there. <laughs> you know, that's that's the know. overwhelming part. Why did they choose that? There? That was uh, it was a sacred Native American heritage site. You know, it was called the grandfathers. It was called the four grandfathers before I that. Oh my gosh! And yeah, that's and they sad. did what they did. Oh, yeah. no, so. So yeah, that's the one part that kind of hits you when you pull up to it. It's just kind of one of those palm to the forehead moments of like, uh. but then the the crazy horse sculpture is it's right in that area as well, and it's that is going to be massive, and they're really making progress on that now. And that that will be really cool. That is great. I didn't know yeah. about that either. That is great. Yeah. What is your Key West story? You've been here for a while. What? What? How did you land here? You know, yeah, I I first came here in 2010, and I was actually I was a mechanic at what was then WeCycle before it was Recycle on Stock Island. Like I was there for uh, the second annual Zombie Bike Ride. I was a mechanic there, and then what I would do is that was in the days of El Alamo. And it's funny that now I'm at Smoking Tuna because El Alamo is where I got my start in Key West. And, you know, of course, for anybody that hasn't been here that long, El Alamo was what Smoking Tuna is now. And it was a very popular bar because there was dollar PBRs all day, every day. Oh <laughs> and so it was always happening. And so... I, with guys like uh, Robert Douglas and Bo Fodor and Pete Frazier and uh, you know Carl was always around in the days oh. he'd let me get up and play a little harmonica and uh, let's see who else was around then uh, Larry Bader was always great George Victory for any of the longtime listeners George Victory was the first guy that really took me under his wing and was like you know there is a place for you here and so I was here till uh, part of 2011 and then at that time I was actually in the summertime I was employed as a stuntman in the traveling wild west shootout what <laughs> yeah, yeah I would I would spin guns and fall off of horses uh <laughs> in the summertime show. and the show. so Wait, yeah like I, I went back to that yeah like <laughs> like the old west style you know and so i left to go do that and then i i was gone for a few years i would come back and visit but i actually i moved back uh my whole family moved down in april of 2015 because my mom 
my mother was unfortunately diagnosed with ALS. And so we transplanted the whole family down here from North Dakota. And this is where my mom, you know, ended up passing away. And so Key West is just always going to be a part of my, you know, part now. And so now I've been, I've been back seven years and basically I've been, I've been playing music full time for the last five of those seven years. That is so great. Cause I, I did do a story for the Miami Herald about the music scene. And I, I, you know, like I said, I go to the parrot, I know there's musicians, but I went out to report it. And I thought, how many times am I going to hear free fallen or <laughs> right. um, yeah. And I found all, I had to stop myself. I kept meeting new people. I had to turn it in at some point. I had to write right. it. Everyone, yeah. amazingly talented people working so hard, making music for a living in Key West. It's enjoying it's, it, but working hard. Just, it, you know, it's amazing the amount of work ethic that Key West means. All these guys are doing three shows a day in, you know, this heat and yeah, still providing still providing qual a quality experience for the audience and, i mean they're great they're know, great a, it's covered a, it's great right and a quality product for the venue to offer you know and i gotta gotta say you know god bless the qs venue operators and owners because they do you know they overall do a very good job of keeping us employed, keeping us happy, you know, keeping us comfortable. Yeah. And I went to all these different venues and from Hank's to, to smoke and tuna and all, I mean, even like little restaurants, they're like, here's, here's some music. And it was just, I yeah. really just had a new, I just didn't know how big the scene is, how supportive you all are, because I'm, I always ask, I'm like, is it competitive? And they're like, eh, there's kind of more gigs than people sometimes. And well, and that's, that's the thing. That's why Key West was so attractive to me when I first got here is I've lived all across the country and been a musician my whole life. And it is not like this everywhere. You know, we, we have an amazing opportunity here and, you know, I'm happy to see as many people that are taking advantage of that. And, and I know there's people that uh, a lot, most people I met, you know, write originals and they're able to, the audiences are welcoming to their originals. And, um, but even a couple of people that are like, I'm just playing for the, whatever they want to hear. I'll do Margaritaville that they're, they're really talented. Like they're, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's there's a there's a line between you know just like you said just playing for the audience you know and yeah maybe you don't always want to do margaritaville but you still you have that option mm -hmm. you know and there's there's also a way to you know turn down a request without having to you know push it into somebody that you know, maybe their taste of music isn't I saw as sophisticated as yours. Very great. My favorite was a young woman who just looked up and said, I, I'm from the, I was born in 1990 and it was the calmest way. Like everyone just shut up. It was great. It was great. Right. Yep. It was a, 
I can't remember what the band was. Pearl Jam or so. It was, she was just like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm old. But um, <laughs> uh, now what, are you a songwriter as well? Are you more of a, in, in a showman? Um, a yeah, I do write. Uh, you know, if you go back and look at like the, the Billy the Squid and the Sea Cow Drifters album, Peacemaker, uh, I think I wrote for the songs on that and then uh whenever sam carlson is in town him and i collaborate and that's we'll just you know sit down some afternoon that we have nothing going on and we just sit, sit, sit down and write and i do love that i haven't been doing as much of it lately just because in the last year with dog water i've been mm. playing eight ten shows a week and you know you get home and you're just like you know, I got to do chores. I got to, you know, so that's why I'm really looking forward to this trip. Sid and I have some downtime in between shows. And so we get to, you know, hang out by a campfire. And that's, that's when I get the most creative and, you know, pen and paper just start working together. And yeah, I just wanted to, I, I did have to ask, because yeah, I, when I met people, there were like, a couple of people were like, I'd rather be here than Nashville. And I was like, what? Oh, yeah. And like, I'd rather be here. Oh, any day. And there's, there's various reasons for that. Uh, I would say my biggest reason for that, though, would be that I can play three shows in a day, and the commute is all done by bicycle. And my total commute time is 18 minutes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, that's nowhere else, nowhere else. And just the, 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 the money is, I asked everyone to tell me what they made, but they wouldn't tell me. I had to, I'm a reporter, but, but a couple of people were like, look, if you can't kind of pay the bills, you're doing something wrong. If you're playing all of You got it. Yeah. You know, the, the struggle, the struggle can be real. Yeah. But I mean, also. You know, it's um, but you it's no, no joke to be making a living anywhere, but in Key West to play music. That's it's, congratulations. It's ad, it absolutely is not a joke, and that is, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I said again, kudos, kudos to the venue operators and owners. Most that I, well, most paid pretty well. I didn't, I didn't meet any. I'm yeah. sure there's well, owners, but most I mean, it's reasonable for. It's either let all your musicians. Experience. It's either let all your musicians be priced out of their homes mm-hmm. or don't have music. You know, it, it's, you know, you don't really have an option there. It, you either pay fairly or, yeah, you won't have musicians here anymore because it's, it's really hard to make yourself work, you know, 40 hour a week job a nine to five and then then try and go play you know it just doesn't really work yeah that just wouldn't work and and again hard working and bringing your you're bringing people making people happy i mean i know it's tourism and it's money but it's so happy yep and um yeah and now um who do you i I always ask people, they don't want to answer, how, who do you definitely go see if you have time or whatever? I, I'm just saying, cause people go, I don't want to leave anyone out. I'm like, come on. Like who, who is a musician or a band that you're like, you know, you keep tabs on. Cause I'm, you're working, you can't go out that much, but. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of uh, a part of it, you know, uh, 
a lot of the times I don't I don't go out with the specific person I'm going to see in mind. I have I have my my kind of music haunts and I just I make my rounds. So there there really isn't one person or group that I will specifically go see more than the other. Obviously whenever one of my friends are having a parrot show, I will go to that. Uh whenever, you know, if somebody I'm real close with has a show at the theater, I, I like to go and support that. But as far as just, you know, your week in week out gigs that we all play, I think we mostly just see each other when we're just kind of popping in, popping by, like stop and say hi, you know. That's cool. I like that even better because you're just going to go see, go see who's. Yeah, who's... I'm just going to see anybody. I yep. like that. I like that. And, um, yeah, no, congratulations on going to Sturgis. This is so oh, Thank crazy. you so much. I'm really excited. I yeah. mean, this is big and that's, um, that's like tons of people and. It's um, a lot of people. Yeah. And like those, those venues must be so much fun. I mean, that's some out West kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's really going to be good to be back in my old stomping grounds. That's for and sure. I I want to hear more about the stunt man. Cause when I see you next time, I'm going to push you off <laughs> of. Nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was I was a younger man then. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it, it wasn't that I was so nimble. I just didn't really care. I'll give you a warning, <laughs> Jerome. I'll give you warning. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. A little fair warning. Yeah. Jerome Miller. <laughs> next time, next time we're at the comedy club, just push me over the rail. I'm just going, oh, that's a, that's some squid game shit right there. All right, all right. But Jerome Miller, Dogwater is the duo, and thank you so much for coming on. Gwen, thank you so much for having me. This was a this was a pleasure. Take care. All right, bye bye. Sam Jindra, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Um, thanks for coming on. Now, I know you as uh, someone that's done screen work, acting, film, uh, modeling, and uh, what what's going on right now? What are some things that um, that you are, are working on or, or have this year? Well, I'm sure everyone is aware of the Vince Vaughn Apple TV series that is in the process of being filmed down here um, called Bad Monkey. And it looks like they are coming back towards the end of this month. So that's something to look forward to. Sorry if we are in your way, <laughs> local people of Pimas. It was interesting last time they were here. It was fun. Uh, no one really gave us a hard time. But I genuinely appreciate people, you know, working with us because we were in people's way, quite literally. So <laughs> and everyone was really nice and gracious and very uh, helpful in that. The people loved it. I've never seen so many uh pictures posted on social media of like oh you just saw Vince Vaughn and everyone was like they're they're making it rain at the half show it was really cool it was cool what what is Bad Monkey 
about? I, I could Google it or ask you. Well, actually, if you want to Google while I'm, uh, it's a book by, and I mispronounced his name, which is why oh, I Oh, Carl Hyacin. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay. That's what it's based off of. Hyacin. Okay. I think Hyacin. But I've, I've heard of him before. I've just, you know, before I moved here, I called it Akai and it's Acai. So that just gives Is it you... Acai? No. Acai. No, I'm going to call it Akai. <laughs> I'm not you changing. I'm not changing that, but yeah, Bad Monkey Carl Heisen. So I'm I'm gonna assume it's 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 something uh, bizarre and funny and and weird and cool, especially with Vince Vaughn obviously being the lead. That too makes it that's more bizarre and fun. So I'm interested to see, um, you know, what it's going to be. You know, um, I haven't gotten a chance to read the book yet. I did just put it on my Kindle, but we've just been pretty busy getting ready for that again. Yeah, I'm looking at it. it's yeah oh and there's a monkey there is a real monkey yeah it's great it's great it's great, <laughs> it's great. And, um, <laughs> of, uh, and what what um brought you to Key West how did you land here what's your Key West story oh well unfortunate as much as many others uh of course it was a person you know you follow a person that you're dating um or they ask you to come right yeah, um, yeah. either I way no the first few times because I'm like that's crazy you know and you know, it doesn't matter where you go, your problems are going to follow you with, you know, so I, uh, so I said, no, but finally, you know, they really got me, you know, come saying, you know, you don't worry about working right away, just come, relax for a minute, because that person knew me as someone who I worked for Sony and NBC, I was always going back and forth and they're like, just come relax, so in my mind, I'm like, you know what, yeah, I owe it to myself, I'm like, come relax, yeah, and um, yeah, that person's no longer here, but as with many people's story, once you're here, I mean, you can't get enough of the people, of the place, and all the things to do, but the whole everyone like one hand washes the other type deal down here. There's, I've never experienced a vibe like this, especially in New York with the community. I, uh, it's, I'm spoiled. Here. I'm ruined living here. Like everything right. takes five minutes. I wear shorts every day. I, you know, I don't lock my doors. I'm going to pay for that someday. Yeah. But yeah, you might want to take that out of there. I just I'm a person that locks myself out of everything. So Key West has really been helpful, helpful to me. But um, and uh, but yeah, talk about um, when did you know? Hey, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do acting. I'm gonna do um screen work. When 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 did that happen? When did you decide? So, um, so I've always been a musician my whole life. It was really like singing and playing the trombone, elementary, middle. And then high school happened and it was like, oh, okay, musicals. That made sense. And then it, it wasn't really like a, you know, passion, but I was like, yeah. And then plays and then uh, that made sense. But then even after college I, or after high school, I took a year off because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And even enrolling for school, my advisor's like, you know, try to do something other than general studies. I didn't know. And then when I saw film, I don't know what happened, but all the pieces sort of got put together as in like, oh, right. These are all the things I like to do and put into one. <laughs> That's literally how it happened. And and what was your, what did you, where'd you get your start once you left school? Were, were you in New York at that time or? I was, I was. Wow. You're see, young. I don't know what my first, yeah. Uh, I know. That's the thing. I You're still know. very young. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I, um, honestly, I'm not going to lie. The, the sets that I've worked on down here, the people are definitely just different than being in New York. Not going to lie. Um, and I, I enjoy that. 
And it kind of came right off the gate for me in New York, uh, doing like a lifetime one and then, you know, with the blacklist, but a lot of it was more so indie work or like documentaries of the state of New York, stuff like that, some commercials. Um, so I kind of got thrown into it from school, which was helpful, or even uh, being in the music scene the way I was, I used to you know, when people were doing music videos, I was the one, you know, being filmed and then it was sort of the other way around. So it wasn't that hard to, I guess, get jobs considering the music background I had. Uh, but down here, my first few years, uh, I really was like, man, I don't think I'll be able to continue a film career here. There's really nothing down here. I guess I just didn't really know the right people at the time. Yeah, we, we still, um, the keys get so, uh, the, the film, uh, industry loves Key West, loves the Keys, loves that Seven Mile Bridge. They're always like, "Let's go there." No, but uh, they'll, you know, because years ago, like Helen Mirren was in town, and I was like, "What?" And um, it it is a it, you can you can do some acting down here, um, for film, you know, for Hollywood. Yeah, no, they keep things kind of quiet though. It's like because oftentimes they you'll do. see that actress all of a sudden just standing there having a drink and you're like oh my gosh that's so and so and of course you don't want you know you don't bother because a lot of times they'll be here on vacation if they're not filming you know um I always forget his name that guy Daryl from the office he like comes out a lot and would just be like coming to Lucy's where I worked and just sit down like normally and it's oh, fun you know so I think a lot of people I mean Key West is for everyone just a place to relax for a second <laughs> <laughs> now in in bad monkey the vince vaughn project um what were what 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 did you do in that production or what, what were you so and the funny story about that is i had a casting uh at the comedy club mm-hmm. uh i'm sure you know and so there's a piece of paper and they ask you you know what uh experience you have so i stupidly put down like the off-camera experience that i had um so at the time that I got the call sheet, I was on for a featured extra, for a background, and then for PA. So I had a call to like director, like, hey, you know, I, which one? I think there might be a mistake or which one. And they had thought of a few different people. They had the Sam and then a Samantha. So they were like, yo, you know, bring clothes for both. You know, we were really shorthanded. We could use some PAs. And that's what got me right back into it. And since then, I've had three other gigs, and they're just going to keep coming after speaking with Chad today. Something big might be coming in September. Something big, but you can't tell us yet. Not yet, unfortunately. Right. That's why it's so funny that it worked out that you, you know, messaged me at this day. I was like, perfect. I can ask him first. <laughs> yeah, you can find find out what's going on. So you, I, I didn't realize you do you do uh, production work as well. Like, are you a uh, um, what what kind of jobs do you do behind the camera? So basically, um, and this is what I've told everyone who's ever casted me. Anytime I was ever thrown into a PA position, specifically a production assistant, uh, it's been thrown in as in like, oh hey, you know, can you also do this on top of your other role? Or hey, you know, oh wow, independent. yeah, DIY, independent, right? Like the Lifetime movie, um, the Purge, the Purge, the Island was happening at the same time uh and so they were like can you do craft services which is like everyone's food and I've never done that before and so that so it's when they called me Warner Brothers about Bad Monkey I I made sure I told them I'm like I've done it a handful of times so I'm sure I could help you because at this point they were just looking for anybody you know they you know had a few extras that were paying as well 
but after working on the sets, people seemed happy. They're like, oh, okay, cool. You've done this before. So I was able to do higher roles of PA, you know, like, you know, private rehearsal when it's like just Vince Vaughn, a director, like locking that down. And So you met Vince Vaughn. He actually said some words to me. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's cool. I've always liked him. I am. I'm like, do you care? How really? Asking me how I am? <laughs> how are you? I've always, liked, yeah, I've always liked him. That True Detective, though, series, terrible. That season two, True Detective, awful. I'll tell him to his face, too. It's, <laughs> it was miscast. It was a terrible... They owe me time to get yeah. back for... Sorry. But then, you know, it. I'll, I'll, I'll text you, you know, like, hey, now's your chance. Don't tell him. <laughs> but I, I know I will, and I'll be nice about it. It's not the first time he'll hear it, Sam. Uh, <laughs> but no. <laughs> and... um. What uh, what is it about living here? You could live wherever you want. Like, why why do we stay here? <laughs> like, I, I mean, usually it's the people and the community, and you can do what you want. And talk a little bit about that. That is so funny, Glenn. You're so right. Why do we stay here? I was just telling someone <laughs> the other day. I'm like, huh? You know, my rent can only afford to go up like three yes. more times than it is now, and then that's it. I'm out. <laughs> but even that's so ridiculous. And honestly, it is a hundred percent the community, and a lot of it. I have a story during COVID, obviously, when everyone, you know, wasn't, you know, getting unemployment, they couldn't work, nothing was open to work. This isn't the beginning here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a lot of uh, medical expenses, you know, because obviously when I, when you're not working, you don't get the health insurance that you had at like the peer house where I was. Uh, and when I tell you out of nowhere, and I'm not going to name this person because you probably hate it, but he's uh, in a, one of a, bit, a big cover bands down here. He was just, didn't even know me, never seen me. He was just paying, giving people money for things. And so without that help, you know, uh, someone had helped uh, me out with a car uh, just to use in the meantime, uh, because they had to go back and forth to Miami like every month or two, because they don't have all the doctors here that, you know, other places have. And then this person was just paying for my blood work out of pocket and never even knew the person. And so then obviously, once I got to a point where I could return those kinds of favors, now I don't care if I don't know the person. I, the other day, I <laughs> pulled over, this person said homeless lives matters, and I just gone grocery shopping, and I'm like, Stan, you got to turn around. I gave him my big yeah. bag of canes that I was going to Coinstar with. I gave him my Lunchable, and I just like, it. it's just what it is here, and it's it really not is. at all something I was used to in New York. People were cold there, and everyone's like, hi, how are you? Hug and kiss, every hi and goodbye. People just take care of uh, what needs to be done. It's just like, here, you need exactly. money for that. Here you go. And, uh, One human family. They do not care. And that literally kept me going because I didn't think I was going to actually be able to make it here. <laughs> same, same. And I've got to ask, um, I follow you on Instagram. You you do like this high-end modeling stuff. What What's going on here? Like, do you wake up and go, okay, here, I got to go be like hot again. I know I'm really clumsy asking you. <laughs> I mean, this is, um, is so funny. This is like, this is a big deal. What, what's going on? Well, it's funny you said it, and thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I'm not someone who, so photography used to be really my thing mm-hmm. uh, back in New York. This, when, this is before I kind of figured out the whole television way. But even as like a young kid, like middle school, I was always doing crazy things like putting cameras like on a shelf somewhere like things like nowadays we have tripods and all that stuff I mean like um 
not a serious DSLR, like just one of those quick ones. Yeah, of course. So obviously from there I got DSLR and I was always behind the camera. And then one day someone was like, well, why don't we shoot you? Cause I was trying to convey, you know, like what I wanted them to do. Um, and that's kind of how it started. And I'm surprised. I do a lot. <laughs> I'm surprised people keep asking me because I'm not exactly one of those people who's photogenic and like, uh, like I have to be looking at myself, I would say. And people would get confused when I like want to put a mirror behind them. And I'm like, trust me, just trust me. Because well, if I can, I, it would look oh, strange. So I don't know why this girl's happy with it though. And she keeps calling me back for more. <laughs> you don't feel, wait, 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 you don't feel photogenic? Oh, well, I feel the same way. Up. I feel like I don't, I take a good picture sometimes, but man, people come at you with angles, but <laughs> you're like well, a model, you're an actor. <laughs> No, that's, that's another one of those things. Like I it thinks because like on set, my thing was like stage design, set design. Mm-hmm. I would uh, assist like the director of photography or script supervising. So like PA, I was kind of thrown into the same thing with modeling. It was one of those things where people just ask you and then, I mean, what am I going to say? No, don't pay me to take a picture. I mean, fine. No, but... <laughs> don't, please don't. If you have it, you got to do that. We, we need beauty in the world and, and uh, you, it's your obligation as a <laughs> member but I mean I just uh I have so many body issues and self-conscious and in in I just think it's amazing when women and men are you they're just like here I'm gonna go do do my thing what is your process for worrying about um you know or do you maybe you're not self-conscious oh my gosh I totally do and it's so funny that you just said that because you shouldn't I mean it's all about personality and you are just so funny just like how you said we need the beauty in the world we need you specifically your comedy in the world oh my god thank you you look if you're not confident it will show Mm -hmm. and I've been there and it's like oh no you know and I think that just goes for everything because you know it's not one of those things where I don't think in middle school you would have thought I would be doing modeling for the pure house because that's like that they have like a marketing thing there and that's who I do the recent stuff for. And the, there's a person who makes clothes down here and I, I do some for him. But no, you can tell if you're not feeling it mm-hmm. and you don't just trust, like you have to trust that someone's asking you to do it, I guess, then you must be able to, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I just think it's great because I think, um, uh, I don't know, I just think it, it's in its work, it's it's a job and um, more more it's more than what you look like. You have to take direction and stuff, but I don't know. That's like school. I don't know a lot of models down here. It's you. You're the only one. No, wait. I know. Two. What? I, <laughs> I was like, I wonder why they here messing with me. I'm like, who just newly started doing it like in March for Key West. Cause it really did take me so long. I thought to myself, like, man, I must not be like in the know. There was like that Meryl Street movie when I first moved here. And yeah, then like, yeah, the big movie. It. Yeah. So it was like, what am I going to, and so I tried, you know, Facebook pages, usually anywhere else in the country, they'll be like, New York Mall and it, nothing in Key West. It is all Miami, and you know, with gas now, I'm not going to drive up there. <laughs> I am not leaving uh, past Stock. I'll go to Stock Island, maybe. Oh, I just. Oh, I thought you had done. You you started doing modeling here. Okay. Oh no, I've done it in New York too. I meant. Okay, um, there we go. We're, we're editing that out. I sound stupid. Key West. I just started. Oh, doing in Key West. Okay. Yeah. Because in the beginning, like, you know, you're not new at it. No, no. But uh, just trying to get your feet wet, sort of. In Key West, when you first moved, you're worried about, like, paying bills. And then it was, like, I never had time to, like... That can happen where it's, like... uh, Well, congratulations on the bad monkey work and the acting, the modeling, and and just being... I think if we can make it in Key West for a few years, it's just a huge accomplishment. Those of us that are wealthy. I mean, I think it it means we kind of belong here. I'm going to put that out there. How about that? 
it's funny you say that because I really there was a point where right before COVID things just weren't working out all the way around the mm-hmm. photography company I worked for moved now I didn't want to move with them and I had to take up three jobs to replace that one so that's why I was at like the pure house and two other places and all of a sudden it was like oh you can stay in this room for like this much a month oh all of a sudden this it's and yeah then people it'll, it'll, like you said you're meant to be here the island will provide and uh, it's a if yes. I'm still here it's a miracle because I'm not I'm not, I don't know it's I'm, the island will provide that's a hundred percent true I think it will provide but thank you so much uh Sam Jindra for coming on the podcast I wish you continued success and I'll probably run into you in Publix I hope I do. I hope I see you soon on stage. Like I said, you are hands down hilarious. Oh, you've seen hilarious. my you've seen my stand up. Oh yeah, I've seen you. I think I've seen you around before. You probably uh, even seen me. In fact, I think I saw you at that um, what was it? The runway. Oh, yeah. The the oh, you were there at the model. Yes. That was. I was yes. like, this is cool, but I don't really feel like I belong at the fashion show. But it was great. <laughs> I walked in and I was like, what is this? Like. I'm for it, but I. That was another thing where, like, the day before, someone was like, "Oh man, you're not in that. We could have used you. Well, why don't you come and do this?" And I was like, "Instead," and I was just helping them up upstairs, you know. But I was like, "This is awesome!" But it was fun. <laughs> it was fun for just kind of so weird. For me. Yeah. I Take care, and uh, I will. Uh, I'll see you around town. Thanks for listening to We're Not Finished, a podcast presented by the Studios of Key West. The Studios is a leading art institution in South Florida. It's located downtown at 533 Eaton Street. For a list of events and more programming like this, go to tskw.org.